Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. King of the Hill podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Rusty, it is a That Ain't Right Friday. That Welcome right, to it. Man. That ain't right. So, uh, you know, on these Fridays, they're a little uh, a little more freewheeling. Yeah, freewheeling. Uh, freewheeling, dealing. Yeah. Um, free falling. Uh, in Limousine riding. Kiss stealing. <laughs> wheeling, dealing. <laughs> Woo! Was, I got an actual was, funny story that? about that was, Ric Flair. Uh, uh, Ric Flair. I actually there got a go. funny yeah. story about it real quick. Yeah. So, uh, I watched this Kill Tony comedy podcast. Yeah. Well, they had Ric Flair as one of their guests really? because Tony Hinchcliffe is a huge wrestling fan. Okay. Which is, anybody that knows Tony Hinchcliffe knows he's this massive, massive WWE yeah. fan. Yeah. So uh, he had him on his show, but they had to hard edit it. They had to edit it so much. Really? Because he was just, they said that uh, some of the audience members leaked on Reddit what happened, and apparently he was just obscene oh, I bet. all kinds of racist yeah. uh, asian women jokes oh, just I don't doubt completely it. Yeah. racist uh he was uh verbally accosting one of the front <laughs> audience members Wonderful. so they just kind of have it chopped up and cut yeah. up but yeah. before the show even ends uh he said uh I'm not here to make fun of people who donate their time. He just went on this weird drunk rant weird. about how he doesn't yeah. want to make fun of these yeah. uh, amateur comedians, which is the whole premise of think the show. Think about how many times he's been hit in the head, though, too. You yeah, know? well, think about how many beers he's, yeah, he drank before sure, he got on stage. Sure. They said he had about seven or eight beers before he even got on the stage, and he was drinking while he was on stage, too. Yikes. And them little beers, them 12-ounce cans, yeah. they yeah. don't look like nothing in those big wrestlers' sure, hands, and they're just sure. slugging them like they're yeah. water. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we were talking about some of the other shows before we started this. Pete Sousa, uh, he had um, the agent that handles Ric Flair and oh, wow. uh, Magic I check Johnson that one out. and a couple other things. I'm going to have to yeah. check that episode out. Yeah, that, yeah. Sounds, that sounds really good, actually. All right, so a lot of the time, what we'll do on Fridays is we'll we'll take an article that we found online or in a paper or something, which papers don't exist, Yeah. Um, and and kind of talk about it. Now, in this the paper. One, in the paper. <laughs> yeah, standing on the news. This one comes from HoustonPublicMedia.org. Uh, the article is called, Are We Still Living in the Texas Depicted in King Are of the Hill? Living? 
Uh, it says ahead of the planned reboot on Hulu, we contemplate the animated series influence on how others perceive Texas. Now, this is um, written by Garrett Bowman, and I believe he's the one that recorded this. Uh, there's a little five minute thing here I want you to listen to. Uh, a guy named Sean O'Neill, who was a writer at large for Texas Monthly, wrote about King of the Hill and its influence on how other people see Texas and things. So let's listen to this, and then we'll come back behind it and uh, give our take on it. All righty. You listen to me, mister. I work for a living. And I mean real work, not writing down gobbledygook. I provide the people of this community with propane and propane accessories. What kind of Texas jukebox is that for crying out loud? It doesn't even have the theme from Dallas. I've been calling y'all people better than a month now. I grab back y'all every time a dangle dog cross these start yapping at y'all 24 hours a day and nobody answered you. Just a few short clips there from the popular animated series King of the Hill. It ran for 13 seasons and endeared audiences with its humor, characters, and depiction of small-town Texas life. There is a revival of the series on the way on Hulu. Seems a good time to contemplate how perceptions of Texas and Texans have been influenced by it and maybe changed in the years since it was on the air. Sean O'Neill's written about King of the Hill's influence on how others see Texas. He's a writer at large for Texas Monthly and joins us now. Sean, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Let's start here. How did King of the Hill properly reflect Texas? <laughs> well, uh, I certainly think it captures some of our, let's say, idiosyncrasies, our, our quirks, you know, some of our obsessions, uh, football, barbecue, our lawn care, uh, our uh, love of hunting and guns and rodeos, that sort of thing. Uh, definitely a little bit of our nativist pride. Um, you know, I'm thinking of the episode where Hank discovers that he's actually born in New York and he has to go through this elaborate hazing ritual to earn the right to be Texan. So I think that sort of speaks to a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to how, a certain trigger in this. How, how far did it delve from a characterization of Texans into caricature of Texans? And is it is it unavoidable when you're doing an animated comedy that there's going to be a certain degree of that? Well, that's actually a really good uh, division between um, represent, representing and becoming a caricature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because a caricature should be way over the top. And, and that's what the uh, the uh, the guy that was coming to do the fuel deal was yeah. from, from New England. Like, yeah. He came down and he was this, yeah. uh, he was this caricature. He wasn't a, te that's not what Texas, Texas he is. He was looking for a caricature. Yeah, he was yeah. looking for a yeah. caricature. Because even, even like Texan, as I think of Texan, it's not necessarily a cowboy hat wearing, no. boot wearing person. It's no. not somebody that wrangles cows and mm -hmm. stuff like that. There's an urban element to being a Texan as sure. well. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that's a miss to a lot of people that don't live in Texas. Yeah. There is this uh, urban cowboy, if you will, uh, where yep. they don't ride horses and they don't do all this stuff, but they still attach to this Texan element. That just seems like a throwback to me and, and part of our, our heritage, you know, being in Texas, we we acknowledge the cowboy hats and the boots and the, and the steers and all that stuff. But basically around here, um, unless the fair is in town, which it is right now, that's about the only time you think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Honestly. You don't just, you're not just yeah. constantly thinking about rodeos and cattle and no, all that stuff, unless you're living in the areas where that matters. I've been on a horse like twice in my life. So yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've been on a horse more than twice, but you know, uh, it's just that Texan thing where people just assume that you're Texan. So you're, but it's, there's a bigger mentality to being Texan than, than it has to do with cows and horses and, and cowboy hats. You know oh, what absolutely. I mean? It's, absolutely. it's, uh, everybody thinks it's a lot of individuality, but it's really not in Texas. I think that, uh, 
there, there is, there is a certain element of, of individuality, but again, it's all community driven. Everything yeah. is about community, yeah. even though it might be isolated, you know, insular communities, but it's still, that's what you got your baseball people. You got mm-hmm. your soccer people. You mm-hmm. got, I mean, I'm sure that's everywhere in the United oh, sure. States like yeah. that, but, but in Texas sports is just huge. Sports and and huge, even, yeah. even soccer right now in Texas is just massive. Yeah. Like with everything that Andrew G does with, uh-huh. with his stuff and all the, the soccer things that he yeah. supports, yeah. that particular, the, the, the particular people that he supports, the SoCo people, uh, I actually went to school with the guy's wife that does that, and mm-hmm. they're phenomenal people, what they yeah. do for stuff like that. And we've got baseball. You know, it's just uh, this community feel that I, I've been all over the United States. I've been to almost uh, pretty much every – almost every state. There's a few states I yeah. haven't been to, but I've been to almost every state, at least every populous state. And uh, – you just don't feel that. You just don't yeah. see like there's the door holding that we do. We hold doors right. open for people right. here. There's just and, certain and type not, of understanding. <clears throat> you should never take that as a as a uh, uh, a slight on anybody. If somebody holds a door for you here in Texas, it's because that's the way we were brought up. It yeah. has nothing to do with you. And honestly. you could tell the people that aren't from Texas because they get weird about it. You're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah you must sure. not be from Texas. Sure. I was like, this is what we do in Texas. I hold the door open for you. I, I don't do. care if it's for man, uh, woman, child. A, I hold the door. A open. Five year old yeah. or an eighty year old. I'm yeah. gonna hold the door open for you if I'm yeah. if I'm in front of you. It's just part of our thing. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to the rest of this. It's a cartoon, right? Um, but I, I've always said that I, ironically, King of the Hill was a lot more three dimensional than a lot of the other depictions of Texas prior to it. Um, you know, That's prior true. to the King of the yeah. Hill, you had a lot of cowboys and oil tycoons in Dallas. You had Walker, Texas Ranger. These, these, in my opinion, are a lot uh, broader caricatures than you. Found. I don't think of Walker, Texas Ranger as Texas. I don't really think of Walker, ever. Texas Ranger as. I don't think of Walker, Texas Ranger ever. I just don't think about it. I don't it, think, you know? well, you know, actually, I probably think about it twice twice a week at least. Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> what at the least hell? twice a week. Why? Well, because it was a show I watched a ton of uh, as a kid. It was just a show that I watched a lot of kind of thing. So sometimes whenever I see like a law enforcement truck, yeah. anytime I see a pick, because when I was a kid, all they had was Crown Vicks. They didn't really have yeah, like, sure, you sure. had one cop that had a truck and yeah. that was like the maybe the head of the police or it was whatever. a big deal, yeah, yeah. So whenever you see like, there's so many trucks on the road nowadays that have police, you know, badges and stuff on them. It'll be like a brand new Dodge and it'd be badged with, you know, whatever police department. And it just reminds me anytime I see a pickup truck, I just think that you're going to get Walker and Tremaine jump out of the truck, ready to start kicking people. The (laughs) only time I ever think about it is when I drive by a billboard and it's got uh, Chuck Norris's face with a cowboy hat on it and he's selling his kick in the gut water or whatever. You want to really know what that show did for young boys? What's that? It really thought that we could implement kicks when we were fighting people sure and, uh, so there's a lot sure. of kids that got their ass whooped because they would kick and <laughs> then fall over yeah and the other kid right. would jump on top sure. of them because they were trying to do these weird backspin so kicks. Many kids asses kicked yeah <laughs> king of the hill and certainly some of hank's uh, friends you know dale gribbled is a obvious caricature of this sort of uh off the deep end libertarian sort of texan and uh, I think what the show really did um, really wisely was contrast Hank against uh, characters like that, and especially against his dad, uh, who was this very big, broad, uh, flamboyant sort of Texan that I think most people would have expected if you said they were doing a cartoon about Texans. It would be uh, the Cotton character. And they- I don't ever really think of Cotton as Texas either. I don't either. When I see him. I don't think. I don't think. Boy, Texan there's an old either. Texas guy. I don't either. He's he doesn't seem like a Texan uh-uh. to me at all. Uh, the only thing that's remotely maybe Texan would be the Cadillac car. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, sure. But I've not Cadillac met. Car. I've not met any uh, 
World War II veterans, because I've met a lot, yeah. you know, being sure. being of the age range where most of the World War II veterans when I was a kid were in their like 60s, 70s. So I don't remember any of them being that profane or that, that, uh, just that generation. No, I just think of him as a turd. I mean, the guy's he's just, just not a, he's just just a, not a, a good piece person. Of sh- he's a, a piece he's a, of shit, for yeah, lack of better human. words. Yeah. And, and I don't know that I've met too many people from that generation, that World War II generation that fought in sure. actual war, yeah. that would talk about like that about women no. or treat women that way no. or anything. I have a uh, a relative. It was my... Uh, it was one of my dad. My dad's from a big family, so he has cousins that ranged when he, when he was growing up that could be thirty or forty years older than him. He had cousins sure. that were way older. Right, right. So he had a cousin that fought in World War II that used to come over to the house when we were kids. And uh, when he was away at war, his wife had had a kid at a wedlock because he was gone for four years. Yeah, and there was a huge chunk of time where she never heard. There was no correspondence that was done because the letters just couldn't get from the front lines back to the United States. Right. So there was like a year and a half gap sure. where she never heard hiding her hair about him, whether he was alive or dead. Right. So she had got into a romantic relationship, had a kid, all this kind of stuff. Well, you know, the letters come back in and he comes back from the United States and he raises this kid as wow. it's his own for his whole life and never questions it and never, never, never upset about it. And I'm just thinking if like Cotton Hill was in that situation where he comes back from war and there's this oh, illegitimate he child him. here, yeah. he would just have been just a terrible human being about it. And I'm oh, not saying yeah. that that entire generation was good. Just my experience with people from that sure. generation in Texas. I don't think of cotton as a, like a Texan, you know, no. Hank right in the middle of these uh, people to sort of show that that's not exactly who we are anymore. Do you think then it has helped that uh, many may tend to think of Hank Hill, uh, in particular, if not, uh, other characters on the show as stereotypical Texans that those outside the, the Lone Star State maybe began to think of Texas a little bit differently, uh, over the last 20 years. Well, I, I think so. I mean, I think what King of the Hill did was, you know, it showed that these people lived in, in Texas, but really they could have been your next door neighbors anywhere. I mean, they could have uh, just as easily sort That's of been trans- you know, minus a few storylines about uh, steak and whatnot might have been transplanted to the Midwest really easily. That's what I think the grand appeal about it was really is that it did appeal to the Midwest. So sure. there is these Texas nuances and stuff that are like laden through it. But like we said, this could be any Midwestern family. It and appeals it, to the flyover people. Yeah. It, you know, it, the flyover it might states. not, it might yeah. not be the, the bi-coastal elites that like it, you know sure. what I mean? The, the, the coasts, but definitely this is middle America. This show is oh, hundred percent. definitely, yeah. you know, the, the sleepy little town anywhere in the United States kind of thing. Um, so I think it definitely helped show that we were not necessarily the extremes uh, that people had gotten used to. And the refrain that Hank had throughout the series was, I'm not a redneck. Anytime he was accused of being a redneck, That's he true. got very upset. Yeah, um, like and, uh, you know, he was always insisting that he was more complicated than that. And I think King of the Hill showed that Texans had complexities that hadn't exactly been explored before in our you know, I yeah, like that. I, that, I, I, I like too. how he yeah. says that because there is this like common misconception that we're all, like I said, the cowboy hat thing. Mm-hmm. And, and then even further yeah. than the cowboy hat thing, they think that everybody wears a cat, a cowboy hat and is from Texas is this hick. Sure. Hilt. They expect the, Hey, I'm from yeah. Texas. They expect yeah. that real slow. And you can even play up on that when you go to places and stuff like sure, that. And travel. Can. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't think of him as a redneck ever. No, um, definitely not. No, I, he's a lot more couth. Cause I've uh, I've experienced rednecks, and that's not I don't know. He just never. Yeah, that's not what Hank is. Hank is he's he's a quintessential Texas man. Is yeah. what he is. No, you're right. You're right. Fiction. 
Do you think that perception has changed in the 20 years since? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. I think that uh, that perception that we were sort of uh, um, a little more reasonable, that the aura of extremism that that show took away from us has kind of been undone since then. I think more than anything, uh, perceptions of Texas have been influenced by the George W. Bush era, the uh, politics that have come out of Texas since then have been extremely right wing. I, I don't think that people necessarily look at us as Hank Hills anymore. To my knowledge, there's no release date yet for the reboot that's in production, but assuming it does come along in the next year or so, what, what do you hope and expect from it? Well, I would expect it uh, just knowing how much Hank Hill detested Californians already in the 1990s <laughs> and was always sort of uh, guarding his uh, area against the influx of gentrification and whatnot. I, I can only imagine that any reboot of King of the Hill or any series, you know, a sequel series as it's supposed to be would reflect that, would reflect how much uh, the Texas that Hank Hill uh, knew and, and wanted to protect has become even more urbanized, um, even more invaded by, you know, uh, CBD stores and, and things like that taking over his precious lawn. Uh, so I, I'm also hoping for an episode about Elon Musk. Oh, Sean O'Neill's a writer at large for Texas Monthly. Sean, thanks very much. Thank you. Yeah. So honestly, yeah. I, I think he's absolutely right about that. Like, um, that this state has swung super hard, right? Um, but, and I, you know, and, and I don't even really agree with that too, too much entirely. Uh, we're only far right, quote unquote, because of the politics of the state and how mm. it's, how it's gerrymandered and how, how they draw the federal districts. I really, you know, being in all the major cities in Texas every day, uh, at least once a week, you know, Tuesday through Friday, I'm yeah. on the road. Yeah. I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth. I'm in Austin. I'm in Houston. I'm in San Antonio. Sure. And, and even in some of the outlying communities in those areas that are, that are growing up uh, and building up uh, with this surge of into Texas. I don't really feel the conservatism in these in these major cities. They're they're thriving right now. Texas is thriving with culture and art and music yeah. and stuff like that yeah. in all these major cities. To where I don't I don't think that uh, I think the conservatism that everybody is seeing is, is media based and media driven. I I think it's apples and oranges, right? Yeah. Uh, the the politics of our state are super hard right. The people in our state are definitely purple. We're purple. You know, they're right in the middle. Just We're like right everybody else everywhere Just else. Just everybody everywhere you know? else. You know, everybody likes fiscal conservatism. Everybody yeah. likes, you know, being frugal and saving money and things like that in that, in that sense. But everybody wants everybody to be able to thrive however yeah. they choose to thrive. So. Well, it's like the old saying, you know, everybody's a liberal till you get your first paycheck. And yeah. that's that's true to a certain degree. And then, But at that point, you have changed. I, I feel like you grow up a little bit and realize Oh shit! It takes money to do all these things. Yeah, you know, it's just like sure. us here, you know, at the network for the first two years, we gave everything away just yeah. to try to get people on board and get them to make content and, and things worked. like that. Obviously, we're here and now you know, in a sky rise sky, yeah. the only skyscraper the city has, and we're on the <laughs> second to the top floor. The only reason why we can't get the top floor is because that's legacy lawyers. Yeah, it's legacy lawyers up there with millions. So. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> um, and and so 
you know, we, we knew at a certain point we were going to have to make that hard right turn where, and I don't mean right, but you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That hard turn and say, okay, things have to be paid for it now at some point, at you some know, point, we got to pay for these you things. Gotta, you got to find out how to, to, to and to we've, we've run into some things where people are like, oh, well, I didn't know I'd have to pay for it. Well, how do you think we keep the lights on? You yeah. know, I mean, that yeah. just, it, it has to happen at a certain point. Yeah. At a certain point for sure. I, I, I am, don't ever. And I, I am a true Texan, but I don't ever think hard right, hard left. Uh, I don't really mine think is right down the middle either. all the time. I hate politics. I can't stand it. Uh, I don't think they have our best interests at heart. Uh, and I think that's a very Texas way of thinking. And that's one of the things that, that kind of irks me about the fan base uh, for King of the Hill is yeah. there there's there's an element that wants to push this, you know, total conservatism on, sure. on Hank and the show sure. when the show is they don't see the nuances. about social liberalism. Yeah, they don't the, see the nuances. The, the, yeah, that's what it is. The, the whole show is like this juxtaposition of Texas conservatism with social liberalism. Yep. And it combines the two almost, because that's what it, Texas is. Almost it's combined. every episode, Hank learns something yeah, about it, how hard uh, he is right, uh, but maybe he shouldn't be because of this other thing. You know, yeah, it just like he, he, he it, the episodes, not every hard show, to see if you're the writers always create this this appeal to yeah. his humanity yeah there's always some type of appeal to his conservatism and it's all based in humanity and like how he feels about human beings and stuff like that and he and every episode where there is this type of you know it's it's like the episode with snoop dogg where he's the pimp and it's like the episode there's all this element of hank just wanting to do sure. right by people sure and do right for people, regardless of who they are. He helped this hooker out. He helped a transsexual out. Yeah. He, he does all these things where he's helping all these people where people that uh, think of conservatism and they think, well, you know, that's not really aligned with what conservatism is. It's, it's like the, uh, it's like one of, one of the observations I've made in life here in Texas. It might be the, the meanest, most hateful, older white guy driving in his pickup truck but he sees a guy, he might be Hispanic, he might be black. He, he sees him on the side of the road with a flat tire. It doesn't matter what his racial prejudices are. It doesn't matter what his biases are. Texas culture dictates that he's going to pull over and help that guy, yeah. regardless of what his direct yeah. bias is to yeah. him. Because my, that's that's just a, what that's just what Texans do. We help people. No matter what I'm doing, my first inclination is to, is to pull over and help somebody yeah. if I can. And I don't have any know? racial biases. I help anybody for any reason whatsoever, but you know, it's just, we're it's, all people. We're all trying we're to get through people. the day. You yeah. know, that's, that's really it. We get up in the morning and we try to make it tonight. That's, that, that's all there is to it. You yeah. know? Um, yeah, no, I, I always think of King of the Hill as, is uh, very purple. Um, and, and unfortunately, uh, Hank was raised by a person who is not, purple and, I, and then, and then again, he right, is and I, I don't think his dad is even super hard right what super hard right guy uh that i know as far as texas conservatism goes is going to be hanging out at a strip club or being misogynistic to mm. women and stuff like that that doesn't align with conservative values how he treats women and stuff like that and how he yeah. doesn't even care about going to church so i don't even see him as a strict conservative yeah maybe, conser not. Conser maybe not conservative but i i really enjoyed them talking about this and i'm 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 thankful that they asked these questions because yeah, i mean sure. this is this is how you feel about the show all the time. You know, yeah, you, absolutely. You, you, people always are like, oh, yeah, that Texas show. It's not really a Texas show, man. It just has to, it just takes it's place not. in Texas. That's all there is and to it. And that's why the the fan base that we, you and I have discovered doing this King of the yep. Hill thing, we have discovered how diverse. Oh, yeah. The diversity in the King of the Hill fan base actually kind of, kind of surprised me. Did it? At how extremely diverse it is. Yeah. 
And, uh, and, and if you, if you think that King of the Hill is just a Texas show, then just go onto our social media and see yeah. all walks of life oh, definitely. that interact definitely. with our show. People that you would argue wouldn't be King of the Hill fans based on their, whatever it may be, their religion, their sexuality, their gender. You wouldn't think that they would be yeah. fans of King of the Hill based on those biases. If, I mean, if that's the thought, if, if you want to think in that line of thought and it's cool to see that I'm glad that our fan base is so wide and, it allows for a wide variety of uh, perspectives on the show and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just comedy, man. It's a, it all comes down to it's comedy, you it's know, and comedy. And every once in a while, uh, you you learn a little something, or at least the characters do. Yeah, no, well, I mean, it, if if you were watching the show at all, there's definitely tales of morality that could be oh, yeah. applied to your daily lives. I, I feel like if if you're if you're looking that deep into a show, you know, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we tore that one a new one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, are we, and if you guys have anything to, to input on that, uh, again, it's HoustonPublicMedia.org, uh, Houston Matters, and the title of the article is Are We Still Living in the Texas Depicted in King of the Hill? Uh, give that a listen, and if you have any reflections, please send them to us. You want to tell them how they can find us? Yeah, you can find us on BWAAKOTH.com, or you could go to RogueMediaNetwork.com slash BWAAKOTH. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you went to patreon.com slash B-W-A-A-K-O-T-H and uh, clicked on the supporter role and support Absolutely. us in this. Uh, we're uh, engineering and coming up with content and things like that to post to it. As soon as we, we get everything figured out, we'll we'll start uploading content more for you guys for that. Uh, also, don't forget to go to Rogue Media Network and check out some of the great shows they have over there. Um, I'm a personal fan of... Uh, the horror podcast boobays they go through movies and stuff like that horror movies and with halloween coming up i'm sure they're running uh, running a special this month oh, on yeah. their podcast doing some kind of special activities or something whatever it may be for movies i'm gonna be on later today one of their episodes they're oh, doing uh, oh. evil dead 2 which is one of my all-time favorite movies oh yeah, so, Ash, yeah. Uh, we actually yeah. have the evil dead painting that your son <laughs> correct your son uh, yeah. painted it yeah. my son did a uh, uh if you ever see it on the video my son did that painting it's uh uh yeah, look out, for between, look out for it next Monday. We'll make sure the it's a crossover it, yeah. between Ash and, and King of the Hill. So, All right. Well, we want to thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, have a great Friday, and we'll see you again on Monday. We've been talking. We've been talking This has been a Rogue Media Network production.